Welcome to another episode of Investing 404, and we've got a special one for you, don't we, Chris? Yeah, exactly. Uh, this, this is slightly different because it's putting our knowledge of investing and our <laughs> predictions right in the front line. <laughs> so you can laugh a bit about a couple of these predictions if you want. Yeah, so today we're going to cover our um, initial bets that we had for FY21, so the 2021 bets. Uh, for both Chris and myself and see how we're doing at this halfway point. Slightly over halfway, but I think it's a good time to reassess and see if we're going to change our minds. Maybe we didn't agree on some of these in the first place and so on. Perfect. And I might even have a new bet for the second half. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. So let's kick it off with maybe a few that we agreed on uh, and we had on both of our lists. So the very first yep. one was clean energy, Chris. Clean energy, we both had a massive pro view on how we saw clean energy go. And it's been a bit of a topsy-turvy six, seven months, hasn't it? Yeah, we. I think both of us agreed, and still to this date, correct me if I'm wrong, but we both agreed that clean energy, this ETF, should do well. Again, quick disclaimer, <laughs> Gov and I are just two people that like to talk about stocks. Uh, as a form of entertainment, we're not investment professionals, so if you do make investment decisions based on what you hear from us, that's a bit stupid. Both of us have been invested for over a year, so um, the time frame with the 2021 bat is a little unlucky because as soon as 2021 started, this ETF has lost about 25 to 30%, and it's still on that level. So I don't know how you see clean energy golf but it's it's interesting how it hasn't quite yet recovered it's still in like this consolidation phase right how, how do you see that play out over the next few months i think it's hard because it was essentially at its peak like all-time peak in january uh, about one one and a half k 1.4 k right so i think it's its all all-time peak to uh, crash down to around the 850 mark and now it's recovered, which is, I, I think, pretty f reasonable. I think if you take a longer term and you, and you look, compare, compared to like, you know, a couple of years ago, it's still p trending positively. And I think clean energy is the way forward, right? So I think, I think seeing that we've got our money in it already, I feel like this is one of those that we hold strong and... I still think it's going to come good by the end of the year. And even if not, let, let's face it, these are 2021 bets, but Goff and I are betting on the next five to 10 years with these as well. So bo both of us believe that in the next five to 10 years, we should get some good returns on clean energy stocks, especially with all the money being pumped in, right? All the new initiatives in the US, the G7 summit, everything is gearing towards clean energy. Saying that you have, you're owning a, uh, an ETF with 80 stocks. Out of these 80 stocks, maybe not all of them are still around in five to 10 years because it is a new industry. That's but that's the good thing about ETFs, right? They just replace. They go, oh yeah, this is not good. Kick it out, get a new one in. Yeah. And in, in that time frame, uh, just uh, another special thing, it, it has gone up from 30 to 80 stocks. So iShares have increased how many stocks are in this ETF, which makes it a little bit more diversified and you know, less risk to all of us. So that's good. Yeah, let's move on to the next one, which is gaming. Um, now, gaming's huge market. Gaming's done incredibly well. Uh, they ha just have a few, like, I think, distribution issues, right? I mean, you think about 
PlayStations, Chris, you, you and I were talking about this the other day. The PlayStation's been out for like eight months and they're still sold out, the PS5s. It's unbelievable. It's like the it's like the worst distribution network I think you could see. Now, in terms of performance of the actual ETF, I think we're, I think, almost flat uh, yeah. year on year. I think it got into January at around 42 bucks, and now it's at 41.6. So it's as flat as flat could be. It did jump up. It did jump up to around 49 in February, but yeah, go on, Chris. It did have a little boom phase in February, and I think that's just uh, where it's going to land in the next you know, couple of years. Hopefully in 2021, it's going back to that because you can see that shift. Uh, here, here's one small thing. Uh, have you ever seen the YouTube channel of uh, Formula One? Up until now, you would never see eSports. And now, over the past few months, they've started putting like eSport races on there in that official Formula One YouTube channel. And that's, I think, the development that's coming everywhere, right? Every sport will have like an eSport equivalent. Agreed. So still hold, yeah, Chris? Yeah. Uh, if, if it comes down further, like it did in, what did it do in May? It went down to like 39. If it goes back to those levels, I might stock up a little bit. Um, Gov, then your first bet for 2021, you went straight into one stock and that's Salesforce. I think you've you've done well, if I remember right. Let me just bring up the chart. So, Salesforce is very interesting, Chris, uh, because I I was really... I felt like they were undervalued with the the companies that they had bought. Uh, and I think that was my big element of putting money into Salesforce. Now, um, in the, in a, in the, over the course of the year, I've bought in and out a few times. Uh, I think I sold at a pretty big profit uh, in February uh, when it was up to around 250. And it's had a few mini crashes and it's back up to around 250 now. Um, so, yeah, Salesforce has been... It was good for me. Anyone who owns Salesforce, if you're still holding it, it's still been quite good for you because it's back up to that those highs that we saw in February. Uh, and there's definitely a lot more scope. I mean, in August, it was up to 270, right? So I think there's a lot more scope and upside. And I still feel like the acquisitions they've made haven't really um, come to fruition yet. So I still see a lot of upside potential here. Yeah, good bet so far. I think up like 20% since Jan, something like that. Would you get back in to this one? Uh, I think, I think to be honest, I think I, I missed a bullet, to be honest, because uh, it was down to around 215. And if I'd seen it, I just didn't spot it, uh, that it was down to around 215 in May. Uh, I would have gone back in. Uh, I just didn't didn't notice it. Uh, so I think I will if it drops again. But um I think there are other areas where I'd rather put my money right now at 250. Yeah, that's what happened to me with Salesforce. I like the company, great company, but I had other stocks where I'd rather put my money. Okay, uh, let's. I guess my first bet was on turnaround stocks, and I did create a little ETF in Trading212, and that's up about 12% for the year. And that one has the classic turnaround stocks from. Shell, National Express, to Ryanair, to iShares UK Property, Norwegian Cruise Lines, Rolls-Royce, and pretty much green all across the board. So um, yeah, that was a good ETF. I might cash that out eventually. I, I think we're starting to see um, kind of the peak of that 
rebound. <laughs> I think um, travel and that there's a lot of expectation now. And <laughs> if if there is some sort of issue with the Delta Delta variant or some more lockdowns, then you know these turnaround stocks can go straight and turn around again to the bottom. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I might get out of that eventually in the next few months. Yeah, I think I think the reality is you have it in a very balanced ETF setting. That's still looking quite positive. Um, right, my next one uh, is Pinterest. Now, Pinterest is something that has done pretty well, but again, very tumultuous um, period. So if I look at Pinterest over the course of the year, so I think in around January timeframe, sorry, December, January, it's around 68.70, and now it's up to 77. So it's around 10% overall, but it's been pretty amazing because it jumped up to in february up to 87 crashed back down in may to like 55 so it's been quite tumultuous at around 58 or 60 i doubled in my investment um and then uh i've taken out a little bit of profit now um just because of chris and i have this perspective that you know if you've got a lot of uh profit out you might as well cash out a little bit and hold the rest that can still carry on your bet, right? So it's it's been flying for the last month. Uh, if you've been following our weekly 404s, I've been telling you it's been flying, it's been flying. So it's, it's, it's up almost 20% in the last month and hopefully it'll carry on staying that way. Nice. You, you, you definitely put your money where your mouth is on that one with Pinterest. <laughs> and I assume you're holding this one for ever? <laughs> uh, I think for a little bit. I think, to be honest... Uh, it's something, one of the ones that I might sell a little. It, it just really depends on what's going to happen with my view on social media type businesses. So I feel like Pinterest is still better value, and I have done, than Facebook or any of the others. But if my attitude to that changes and I, I want to double up or put more money into other areas like cybersecurity, Pinterest will probably be the one to take the hit. Um, yeah nice uh my next one was uh 3d stocks and i was a bit more vague than golf <laughs> uh 3d stocks and I, I put down some examples 3d systems stratasys it's a shame i didn't invest in that time frame because literally on the 5th or 6th of jan all of these stocks popped and nearly tripled uh, which is that classic hype. Someone, some influencer has picked it up somewhere and then boom, everyone was talking 3D stocks for about a few weeks. Uh, now it's come right back down again, apart from 3D systems. So overall on those three stocks, I would say 15% up. And I have put a little bit in. I'm still waiting for a little bit more of a correction. Actually checking it now, it might be some time for me to put a little bit more money in 3D print because that's the future. That's wholeheartedly where I believe the future is. Are those three stocks going to be the future, like 3D systems? I don't know, but those are the only ones that are specialized in it right now. Um, so even if 3D print is the future, these three stocks could just you know, bankrupt and be shockingly managed. Uh, that's always the risk you take, I guess. So, so far, we're looking pretty good on our individual bets, Goff. Yeah, I, I think th the, the, I, the main ones where we both agreed were the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I think that's also the other part of investing, right? I feel like these are looking great for now, but who knows um, 
over the course of the year, right? And how we adjust to it. Uh, so we both also put a short down, right? So we, we both agreed that one company will be lower. I wasn't going to say Tesla because of all the craziness, but I said Nikola. And I think you said Apple, right, Goff? Yeah, what's interesting is it's pretty remarkable because kind of a month after we'd had our, I think it, I think it was February timeframe, uh, Apple announced its lineup, but more so it became clear how much they were pushing the M1 chip and how the M1 chip was going to be the big foundation behind everything they do this year. And and by doing so, it completely changed my opinion on, on the stock, right? I feel like it, it was way too focused on its like hardware element, on its, you know, camera quality or whatever. I felt like that it was just pushing those elements rather than the core uh, of the chips and the OS systems and so on, which it's changed. So what's funny about it is... Um, um, Apple at, at a couple points this year, I've I had invested in Apple, uh, short term, but I had invested in Apple a, a couple points this year. Um, whereas on my next big bet that I had for the year, which was Anaplan, I didn't put a, a single penny into because I just felt again in that same time frame how the company put out its vision. Uh, my what should have been a, a kind of a, a drop dead no-brainer investment became no investment i think that's worked out pretty well as well because anna plans um, not not <laughs> done checked. very well yeah. <laughs> even with apple you were right for pretty much the entire year until like the last two weeks when apple shot back up um it, it was down below its highs the entire time um, and I've just checked Nikola, which was my short. And I'm amazed that company is still worth 7.2 billion. <laughs> with all the... <laughs> sorry, I can't say that. Um, with everything that's been going on, right? Uh, it's still worth I think worth you should say that. Billion. I think you should say <laughs> Blank it out. Blank it out. Blank it out. Leap it out. Um, it's still worth this much. And they had loads of scandals. The, the company's not worth anything as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, yeah, uh, if I had a short and I don't short stocks, but if I had one, I would still short these guys. Yeah. And let's go to my final one. Um, now, I just mentioned on a plan how I didn't put a penny in and it worked out well for me. And the next one is cybersecurity, where I, I was so close to putting money in and I just <laughs> I don't know what happened. and I just didn't. And the company I was going to invest in has just been unbelievable over the last uh, six months. So I was going to invest in a company called Fortinet. Now, Chris, uh, bring it up. Fortinet Inc. share price. Uh, and look at the six-month chart. How do you spell that? <laughs> F-O-R-T-I-N-E-T. Oh, okay. Fortinet. Sorry. As of, okay. That makes sense. Six months. Let me have a look. Oh, wow. I thought that was a few it years. It is. <laughs> okay it is the most smooth chart you could believe and uh, yeah i just didn't get into it and uh, i'm kind of uh, what, what i'm more annoyed about is it was such a sure thing for me so i don't know why i didn't get in so i might still be getting into maybe maybe fortinet itself maybe a few others i mean cybersecurity. i've always felt uh, in the last year i felt like it's going to be a big growing element, right? I mean, even this week, if you listen to our weekly 404, we're talking about how there's been the biggest ransomware attack, I think, 
800 to 1,000 businesses got attacked in the U.S., around $17 million worth. So, yeah, definitely see the space growing. Wow. Yeah, that chart looks like Zoom last year. <laughs> that is beautiful. Um, what a shame. But hey, again, you, you, you missed out on one, like Anaplan, which was positive, and then this one, you know. This is the... It happens so much when you have a stock in mind, right? And you really want to invest in that, and it's in your watch list for a long time, and then stuff like this happens. It's like 3D systems. In free, uh, that, yeah, that exactly. tripled in like two weeks. Exactly. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, and I think I think my way of tackling this is probably now going to be an ETF of cybersecurity, um, like a self-made ETF on trading two one two. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, what What was your any other final bets on your side, Chris? That you want to talk about? Um, I guess I had Bitcoin, and Bitcoin will be my long-term bet. Saying that, I mean, I was bang, I was bang on for about <laughs> six months, and then <laughs> two weeks ago, Elon Musk had a fit again. Um, so, I, I would be surprised if Bitcoin is not back to sixty thousand by the end of the year. I, I would be surprised. But saying that, it could also land back to ten thousand. That's just the nature of Bitcoin, right? But with all the institutional investors getting in yeah. and probably getting in now as well while the price is low i i would be surprised for anyone who for some reason doesn't know anything about bitcoin or how the fluctuations work uh in april it was up at around sixty-five thousand uh for a bitcoin and now it's around thirty-two thousand. so uh it's been basically halved um in, in the course of like two three months so yeah pretty big downward spiral but you know we never know uh, i think we're all invested aren't we right now chris so We'll see. Oh, what's funny is, out of the millions of people talking about crypto, you're probably the only person who's like, I think it's a long-term play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to trade anything uh, for a while. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that could be its downfall, right? In five years, there's still no applications. No one's really still using it, and I'm boom. It will just disappear. <laughs> I think that concludes it, right? Go. That's our 2021 bets. Saying that, in the meantime, we've invested in a lot of other stuff. So, yeah, good to see we are pretty bang on on a lot of these, apart from like clean energy and maybe the odd stock here and there. But we've been pretty bang on with everything that's happening. Let me put one more in for the second half of the year. Chinese stocks. <laughs> uh, I'm, so, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I know you are out. I would say Alibaba and Tencent are back to good levels. I don't wanna I won't I don't wanna nail myself onto a level, but they'll be back to good levels by the end of the year. That's my big bet for Tencent and Alibaba. Yeah. Um so whilst you do that, Chris, um just make sure you make a note of it. Um I, I I'm definitely not following suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, right guys uh, i think that concludes today's episode uh before we finish chris overall how, how much are you up this this year uh, it's it's kind of tough um because of the different platforms and like trading to one two as much as i love it it's a bit bad for showing yearly time frame but i think 
this year I should be about 10 to 15% now with the last couple of weeks. Um, before June, it looked like flat, almost lower. <laughs> June and July were definitely good good months. What about you? Uh, I'm, I'm at 5.2%, I think, for this year. So uh, happy, very happy. Uh, if I, I, I've been mentioning a bunch of times how I just want smooth increases and it's been anything but smooth this year <laughs> but um yeah that's, we just need, sure. need to keep it going i think if i if i end the year on let's say 10 percent on trading 212 and around 10 percent on vanguard then i'll be pretty happy I agree yeah cool Th that concludes today's episode make sure you share uh the episode with your friends make sure you hit us up with any future ideas or if you want to be involved i mean we're doing a new interview series uh, make sure we, you hit us up at investing 404 uh, on instagram <laughs>